Thank you for joining the Dark Light Podcast. Here at the Dark Light Podcast, you will find information about the absolute truth. Hang on tight as we go to discover the light in the darkness. There are two paths, two opinions, two views about what is going on in today's world, in today's political world, in today's economic world, in today's religious world. What we see happening has two interpretations. There are those that are on the left and those that are on the right. There are those that are politically liberal and there are those that are politically conservative. There are those who are religiously observant and those that are anti-religion. There are those that promote the so-called observance and worship of God and there are those that disregard the worship of God and support the observance and ultimate worship of the dark side, the evil one, the devil himself. But the tricky part of this whole issue is that it doesn't matter whether you identify with the so-called left or you belong to the so-called right. While each side throws mud at each other, twisting and turning the statements the phrases, the ideologies of each other into mashed potatoes. What we see happening is far more insidious. It's far more controlled. Far more influenced by a secret, hidden power. For most so-called patriot conservatives, those who appeal to the so-called make 
America Great Again group of conservatives. We now have a splintering of the right. A conservative group which is far more conservative than even the conservative political arena used to be. And the same is true for the left. They're called the far left, the crazies, the absolutely insane. Why? Because they act like radicals. Antifa. Black Lives Matter. Do your homework. Don't just listen to your favorite talk show host, whether you're on the left or whether you're on the right, doesn't matter. Because they're not telling you the truth. What they're doing is they're spinning the issues to their favor. They're obstructing your ability to discover the actual facts. The spin doctors are in full regalia. They're working overtime to try to convince you that whatever side has the bully pulpit, whatever side has the megaphone at the moment, must be the right side. It's a little strange that we abhor the protesters when they're protesting in front of the homes of Supreme Court justices. But it's quite okay when the same mobs of crazy people are burning down your city. When we have people in leadership positions calling for the obstruction of justice, calling for the disruption of the legal system. When they call for the defunding of the police and police departments and law enforcement, what we're really witnessing is the dismantling of society and society's norms, which leads us to ask the question, is that what the majority of people want? But more importantly, the question should be, 
Is that the truth? Do we want to live in a social paradigm that doesn't respect freedom? Well, the immediate obvious answer is no. We don't want to live in that kind of a world, in that kind of a society. So then we must ask ourselves, what is it about this society that makes it so special, that makes it so great, that gives us the ability to be free, free from the tyrants, free from the oligarchs, free from the roving mobs, free from the feudal system, free to think, free to be able to live our lives according to the dictates of our own conscience. Freedom, freedom is the issue. The freedoms that we take for granted are now at stake. And by stake, I mean they're being burned at the stake. They're being defunded. They're being revoked. They're being destroyed by the left and by the right. Make no mistake. You can vilify your enemy till the cows come home. But it doesn't mean that you are somehow king. That you are somehow lily white. That you are somehow correct. That you are standing on the truth. Let me remind you that even if the news media like NBC coats the Bible and claims to be spewing the words of Jesus the Christ as if it supports their agenda, nothing could be further from the truth. When Jesus, the Christ, was tempted by the devil in the wilderness, the devil himself coded the Holy Scriptures. It is written, said the devil. We must be careful not to mix up the truth with the lies. The lies on the left side and the lies on the right side. There are those who claim to be walking down the middle. 
those who aren't quite in the left and those that aren't quite in the right. And be that as it may, those individuals are still in the wrong. The issue is where does the truth reside? Where is the truth in relationship to all things personal? To all things corporate? To all things, period. Many of us think that whatever our personal position may be, that somehow that will come true simply because we believe it. But nothing could be further from the truth. Thinking positive is touted as the answer to life's ills. Just be positive. And somehow you'll create a positive energy that will extend to everything negative and change your world. As much as we teach this idea, this ideology, it is not based on the Word of God. Positivity has its place in life. But like any battery, any energy system, there must always be a negative. Without a positive and a negative, you have no energy. Life is an essence. And that essence has a critical component called freedom of choice, freedom of will, freedom to be whatever it is that we want to be. The problem with that is if you make too many negative choices, whether or not they appear to be positive at the time you made them, those negative choices will reveal themselves in time. And in time, the fruits of your choices the fruits of your labor will become evident. It is only then that we can look back and see our folly.
see our mistakes, see the way in which we actually made the wrong choice. You only get one life. There are many people out in the world today proposing that life never ends. The first great lie told in the Garden of Eden, thou shalt not surely die. And it is this lie that creates a platform for the endless arguments on the right and the left. It is the assumption that things will never end. And that ideology is spun by the left and the right. So that we begin to believe that we have endless possibilities, endless opportunities to get it right. The problem with that type of thinking is that the close of your probationary time is at hand. When you're let out of jail and you're on probation, probation doesn't last forever. That's why it's called probation. And God has stated in his word that probation will end. And when it does, Let him who is righteous be righteous still. And let him who is filthy be filthy still. From that moment forward, nothing changes. If you have faith in the truth, you get to live forever. If you have faith in falsehoods, you get to be destroyed forever. It's called the second death. You're dead, dead. You never get to return. You become ashes under the feet of the righteous ones. The Bible is clear. The word of God is clear. The problem is the interpretation by the theologians, by the well-meaning conservative ideology of those who believe that they are right. But it doesn't matter whether you're on the left 
or you're on the right, or if you claim to be in the middle. Because the real question is, where is the truth? Are you standing on the truth? Are you standing on the word of God? It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We must understand in this day and age that we have run out of time. The jig is up. Many on the right and the left claim that we are only going through tough times. We hear examples of how the world has morphed and changed over time and how we've had empires which were glorious, strong empires, destroyed, obliterated, and yet another empire was built on the ashes of the previous empire. So we begin to believe that this process is endless. That one empire just merely morphs into another world dominant empire. That it really doesn't matter whether America is at the top of the heap because if it isn't, something else will take its place. That we will somehow go through this dark period of social unrest and chaos and war and come out the other side into a thousand years of peace and prosperity because we will have somehow learned our lesson this time. Even though for the last five, six thousand years, we didn't learn a damn thing. Oh, but this time we've learned our lesson, or so they say. The problem with that theory, that assumption, is that the Word of God says differently. God has spoken. But instead of rightly dividing the word of truth, ministers, theologians, right-leaning politicians, and left-leaning politicians and news media personalities have miscoded the word of God.
and warped the Word of God into their own image. But be that as it may, the Word of God still holds the truth. And we must find it. Because if we don't, we will be destroyed. And there is no second chance. When your close of probation occurs, you either get to live forever or you are destroyed and turned into ash. There is no third option. There is no second chance. You only have one life to live. I want this truth to sink into your mind. If you ignore this truth, it is to your own demise. I'm not just whistling Dixie here. I'm not just giving you my opinion here. The unadulterated truth, the absolute truth, as spoken in the Word of God, is at stake. You can choose to ignore it if you like, but it will be to your own demise. You have the potential, you have the possibility of living forever with God, but you can never get there unless you do what God says to do. You never get a second chance to redo your life. Your life is only one. One go around, that's all you get. The lies told around the initial lie of ye shall not surely die are numerous and they are found in every society, in every strata, and in every religious organization. They are found on the left as well as the right. But the truth is still the truth. Jesus the Christ stated this gospel, this good news, will be preached to the entire world as a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come.
But today, we hear theologians, pastors, priests, rabbis, claiming that there will be a new awakening, another opportunity to rebuild the world, another chance to correct our mistakes. As a world power, America may fall apart, but in its stead will come a better, greater, rebuilt nation. The problem with that theory is it's not in the Word of God. The problem with those ideas is that God has said otherwise. And instead of us going to the Word of God and discovering what the Word of God actually says, we just make up fanciful ideas that fit our spiritual, religious ideology. And then we begin to preach as if we know what we're talking about. And of course, the sheeple follow. And then the argument becomes, the majority want this, or the majority want that. But the United States Constitution says otherwise. So which is it going to be? The truth or our opinion? Is it going to be what God says or is it going to be our opinion? In the words of Jesus the Christ, we find the truth unveiled. The problem that people have is accepting the truth as it is in Jesus the Christ. Christianity has so obfuscated the truth that when people look at so-called Christianity, primarily the Roman Catholic Church, and all of its followers. We see a mess, a disaster, a lie, a corrupted system of thought. Not one based on the word of God, but one based on the word of man, the Pope a sinful man the Bible calls the man of sin the Pope the ecclesiastical dictator of the world not too different from Stalin Mao Hitler and all those other 
individuals that tried to rule the world, to recreate the world into their own image. But the word of God is clear. God has an image. God has told us ahead of time what will happen. God is the final arbitrator of this world's history. God is the final judge of our life. We must get it right today is our opportunity to get it right. You can ignore the evidence. You can ignore the truth that is right before you. You're staring at it. It's unveiled. But if you don't read and you don't study and you don't compare the Word of God, with the word of God you will be lost you will be destroyed your life will come to a dismal end and you will cease to exist your life has a beginning and your life has an end There is no life in a future hell. There is no life in a future existence. There is only one life. The word of God is clear. Eternal life is a gift which is only given to those who do the will of the Father. When we look to the Word of God for the answers that we need in today's topsy-turvy world, we will begin to see that the truth, although hidden, is knowable. God has a plan and he has revealed that plan to his prophets. In Daniel chapter 2, we read of a story where King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, the king of the greatest power, kingdom, the world 
had ever seen was troubled by a dream and in this dream which he couldn't remember there were elements which let him know that without the interpretation of this dream his life was over the fear that enveloped the king was evident in his statements when he called for his astrologers magicians adepts to interpret the dream for him which they could not do because they were charlatans they were fake they said tell us your dream and we'll interpret it for you the king said if you can't figure this out i'll kill all of you they said well just tell us your dream and we can interpret it for you the problem was the king couldn't remember his dream so not only did he need his charlatans his astrologers and necromancers magicians to reveal the interpretation of the dream they had to tell the king what the dream actually was in this dilemma daniel the servant of god was thrust because he was considered one of those astrologers magicians who worked for the king and daniel would be killed right along with everyone else and so he petitioned the king for time and he fasted and he prayed and god sent him the same dream that the king had had and not only did he send daniel the same dream he also gave him the interpretation of that dream and that dream with its interpretation is revealed to us in Daniel chapter 2 in verse 27 Daniel answers the king and says no wise man enchanter medium or magician can explain to the king the mystery of which he inquires so let's understand that the devil is limited 
by God himself. The devil is incapable of providing the information which God is about to reveal. Satan, the evil one, the God of this world, which the whole world follows, including the Pope, cannot interpret the future and what is to come. Daniel is very clear. You cannot fake the Word of God. You cannot make up what God has not said. You cannot manufacture a presumed ending when God has said otherwise. Let me be clear. No Christian, no religious figure has the right to suggest that you will live forever. God has said otherwise. No religious person, no spiritual person has the right to suggest that you have a soul. God has said otherwise. No religious person has the right to suggest that you live for all eternity in hell, suffering the pain and agony of a living human. God has said otherwise. Spirituality is false if it takes the position that you get to live forever that you have multiple lives, that you get to come back to morph into something else and continue living. God has said otherwise. So here in Daniel chapter 2, we see that Daniel has told the king, no wise man, no enchanter, no medium or magician can explain to the king the mystery of which he inquires. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries And he has made known to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, what will happen in the latter days. Your dream and the vision that came into your mind as you lay on your bed were these. And Daniel begins to describe an image 
an image of a man. But it's not just any man. It's a man made of different metals whose head was made of gold. Let me be clear. This entire vision which King Nebuchadnezzar had of the image is a mystery. And mysteries, as the word implies, is occult wisdom. Let me be clear. There is a wisdom which comes from God and there is a wisdom which is manipulated by the devil himself. But God has limited the ability of demons. They don't have the ability to interpret the mystery of godliness. And here, Daniel is given the interpretation. We can see that from this story, Daniel is revealing those things which will happen at the end of time, in the latter days. If we skip down to verse 27 we hear Daniel talking to the king and he says you O king are the king of kings to whom the God of heaven has given sovereignty power strength and glory wherever the sons of men or beasts of the field or birds of the air dwell. He has given them into your hand and has made you ruler over them all. You are that head of gold. So let me be clear. Daniel has now interpreted the first latter-day kingdom. And the name of that kingdom was Babylon. Babylon the Great. In the book of Revelation, we see that Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen. The king of Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar, was happy when he heard that he was the head of gold in his image. 
and that he was the ruler of the world. But then Daniel continued. But after you, Daniel says, there will arise another kingdom inferior to yours. Next, a third kingdom, one of bronze, will rule the whole earth. Finally, there will be a fourth kingdom as strong as iron. For iron shatters and crushes all things. And like iron that crushes all things, it will shatter and crush all the others. And just as you saw that the feet and toes were made partly of fired clay and partly of iron, so this will be a divided kingdom. Yet some of the strength of iron will be in it just as you saw the iron mixed with clay. And as the feet and toes were partly iron and partly clay, so this kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle. As you saw the iron mixed with clay, so the peoples will mix with one another, but will not hold together. They will not hold together any more than iron mixed with clay. In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will shatter all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, but will itself stand forever. And just as you saw a stone being cut out of the mountain without human hands, and it shattered the iron, bronze, clay, silver, and gold, so the great God has told the king what will happen in the future. Don't let me interpret. The dream which King Nebuchadnezzar could not remember. The mystery, the secret truth of the dream which King Nebuchadnezzar could not remember. 
was that the end of the world will come. That the end of the world will be decisive. That the end of the world will be by the hand of God himself. The rock, Daniel said, that you saw cut out of the mountain without hands. We call that an asteroid. That rock, which Jesus the Christ called the rock of offense, that rock, which Moses struck and got water to come out of it, that rock will crush all the kingdoms of the world, even the kingdoms made of iron and clay, the very toes of the feet of the image whose head was made of gold. Today, we are living in the iron and the clay. The Greco Roman system, the legal system, which was handed down to us from the Greco Roman system. Today we make missiles and bullets out of iron, copper, and we are but clay, mortal humans living out King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. The question that we must ask ourselves is where are we going to be when it all ends? When the rock comes whirling out of the cosmos and destroys the entire image and fills the whole earth with its glory. The glory of God. Where will you be? Will you be one of those who are calling for the rocks to fall on you? Or will you be rejoicing in the sunlight of God? Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom, but only those who do 
the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Jesus the Christ has spoken. The question we must ask ourselves is what are we going to do today to prepare ourselves for the great day of the coming of the Lord. We must remember that God has spoken and that God does not lie. The end will come. The end is here. Now we live in the end of time and we must prepare ourselves for what lies just ahead. There's no coming out the other side of the tunnel into a glorious future without first being wrapped up in the presence of God. And only those who do the will of the Father, the same shall be saved. Make no mistake. Faith in the truth as it is in Jesus the Christ is the only thing that can save you. Everything else is a lie. You have been listening to The Dark Light. Thank you for joining us. Please like, subscribe, and tell your friends about The Dark Light Podcast. We would love to have you here each and every day to discover the light in the darkness.